You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Banks think hard about shoring up their security. Neutrino's back and a DNS campaign is serving up the Poison Ivy rat. Cyber espionage infests Indian government networks. A CEO loses his position over a costly email scam. Analysts look with tentative favor on cyber stocks and wait for Palo Alto's results. Startups close VC funding rounds. The U.S. State Department's IG releases results of a major investigation of states' email retention and security. And U.S. SOCOM is looking for innovative cyber tools. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, May 26, 2016. Fallout from the cyber looting of the Bangladesh Bank continues. Swift's CEO tells a major financial conference that the incident was, as he put it, a big deal. Godfried Lebrand outlined measures the fund's transfer network wants its clients to take to shore up security and reduce the chances of another large-scale fraudulent transfer. Banks in the Middle East and Africa seem particularly on edge. Kenya's central bank, for one, says it has credible indicators and warnings of an imminent cyber attack. Whether that attack would be robbery, ransom, disruption, or doxing is unclear. The Neutrino exploit kit has been relatively quiet so far this year, at least compared to competitors like Angler. But Zscaler has observed a spike in Neutrino activity. The kit's being actively used in a malvertising campaign that drops the Gamaru Andromeda Trojan on its victims. Palo Alto researchers have found another campaign in the wild that's exploiting DNS for command and control. The attacks, which Palo Alto is calling Peace Loader, redirects its victims to malicious sites where they're exposed to the familiar Poison Ivy remote access Trojan. India's government has been among those receiving the ministrations of the people behind the Dante cyber espionage campaign. Kaspersky says that the threat actors, so far formally not attributed, but signs point to Chinese speakers, so you decide, may have established pervasive persistence in government networks. They may also be able to spoof, convincingly, emails from senior officials. Such email spoofing is also used, of course, in criminal phishing, specifically in what's known as a business email compromise. Austrian aerospace components manufacturer, FACC, was recently the victim of a business email compromise, disclosing on January 16th that it lost 42 million euros when an employee transferred those funds to a bogus account on the authority of a spoofed email purporting to be from CEO Walter Steffen. Observers are calling this kind of scam presidential impersonation. 
On Tuesday, the company's board voted to remove Herr Steffen from his position, making this the latest case of a CEO's ouster over a cyber incident. Not all the industry news is bad, however. Stock analysts are commenting favorably about Cisco, which posted good results last week, and FireEye, whose story they find newly compelling, again. Palo Alto reports its results tonight, and they're being awaited with considerable anticipation. Celebrity stock picker Jim Cramer, for one, promises he'll be hollering and screaming his own sober analytical conclusions as soon as he sees what Palo Alto has to say. And there's some movement of venture capital into cybersecurity startups as well. Votero has raised $4 million in Series A funding to expand its zero-day defense offerings. Security chatbot shop Demisto emerged from stealth with $6 million in Series A funding. Finally, password and identity management company Dashlane has not closed only a Series C round worth $22.5 million, but also concluded a strategic partnership with credit information firm TransUnion. When it comes to defense against data breaches, we've seen a bit of a shift in attitude in the past few years. We've gone from saying, it'll never happen to us, to saying, we hope it'll never happen to us, to asking, what plans do we have in place for when it happens to us? Danny Rogers is CEO and co-founder of Terbium Labs, and his view is that defense, while still necessary, is no longer sufficient. You have to take this risk-managed mindset where you, you assume that you're going to be breached in one form or another, that, that data will leak out of your organization, and instead of trying to prevent everything, you have to look at all the other things you can do on top of all the defensive measures. And so you know, if you can't stop everything, the next best thing, of course, is, is quick and quiet detection. Early in the company's history, Rogers met with a potential client that was interested in hiring Terbium to scan the internet and see if any of their private files had been shared online. But there was a catch, a pretty big one. We were talking to the CISO of a Swiss bank, and and he said, you know, we have this client list, for example, that is our crown jewels being a wealth management bank, and we'd like you, you, Terbium Labs, along these assumptions, to tell us the instant that client list leaks to the internet we're worried about insider threats or social engineering attacks, things like that. Except the catch is they couldn't give us the list. And so, you know, that sort of prompt of how do you build a search engine to find the needle in the haystack when you're not even allowed to know exactly what the needle looks like. We use this technique we developed called data fingerprinting to really pre-program it with whatever the client is interested, but in, a, in this way that they never have to reveal it to us. So it doesn't increase their their risk profile doesn't increase their attack surface. We don't actually store any raw data in our system. We just do what we call kind of take fingerprints of the internet um, to the tune of billions a day and compare that to the fingerprints that we have on file of our clients' data and then alert them in this automated way if any of it appears. You know, trying to bring that discovery time for data, you know, data breaches down from the hundreds of days into the uh, hours or sometimes even minutes. That's Danny Rogers, CEO and co-founder of Terbium Labs. Various reports show surprise over the very old IT systems in use across the U.S. government, from the IRS to Strategic Command. Coincidentally, DARPA has awarded a grant to develop ways of securing such legacy systems from cyber attack. The U.S. State Department Inspector General has released a lengthy report on email security and retention practices observed at high levels in the department. It's not pretty. Essential findings include probable violations of record retention laws and policies, lax security practices, 
a strong interest in protecting private emails from exposure and indications that some private servers may have sustained some sort of attacks. Finally, U.S. Special Operations Command is looking for innovative ideas and capabilities for cyber operations. It would particularly like to hear suggestions from industry on social media tools. SOCOM is of course engaged with ISIS in cyberspace, and the command has established an innovation lab in what the Washington Post calls a former hipster tattoo parlor in Tampa. They're calling it Softworks, that is, we guess, Special Operations Forces Works. We get the tattoo stuff, but hipster's a little surprising. But we don't know. What are you seeing these days on Hay Street, Delta? Anyway, good luck to you, SOCOM. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Dale Drew joins me. He's the Chief Security Officer at Level 3 Communications. Dale, on yesterday's show, we talked about the ransomware attack suffered by Kansas Heart Hospital in Wichita. They paid the ransom, and the crooks came back and demanded more. Is this how it goes these days with ransomware? You know, in most cases, uh, the victim will receive an email, you know, directing them to uh, where to pay the ransom, you know, which is typically via Bitcoin, uh, how much the ransom is, and what will happen once they pay the ransom, which is typically getting access to a, a recovery password or a location where their data is stored. There typically isn't much negotiation on that very first pass. And so the victim really doesn't have a chance to, to talk to uh, the bad guy and has very limited time in order to respond. Um, after that, once the first ransom is paid, then we see a little bit more sort of back and forth between uh, the bad guy and the victim where the bad guy will then contact them back, um, where they'll go back to that victim and say, you know, that, that simply just is not enough. We, we, you know, we, we want some more. And then there's a bit more of dialogue because 
the bad guy's got to be able to convince the victim that indeed they will get uh, their data back uh, once they pay this second ransom. And so it's an, it's an opportunity for the, the victim to be able to get some pretty critical information about the bad guy and live access to the bad guy, which is typically when, when uh, companies like us are engaged uh, to help uh, identify where the bad guy is coming from and what group they're a part of to be able to, to consult uh, with that customer. The bad guy will, will typically negotiate one or two times with uh, the victim uh, before uh, either deleting the data or going on their way. And so what are the odds of the victim actually getting their data back? You know, I'd say uh, traditionally it's pretty low. I, I'd say it's in the 10 to 15 percent range of a customer uh, uh, successfully getting the necessary information to recover their data. So once the ransomware a perpetrator has gotten you, it, it's too late. So what should businesses be doing to protect themselves? You know, the, the biggest thing that, that, that we can recommend is backing up your data. Uh, a, a regular... Uh, disciplined backup means that if your data is ever encrypted or if your data is ever lost, you at least have access to a backup of that data to recover. Uh, so we can't stress enough the importance of daily incremental backups of, of critical infrastructure um, and the ability to recover desktops quickly. The other one is more traditional uh, in the in the sense that it's phishing security, meaning that Educate your employees on what they should be clicking on and how they should be clicking on it uh, because the avenue of bad guys gaining access to systems to perpetrate the malware scam is through phishing email attacks. And so knowing what, uh, you know, education on knowing what employees should click on and how they should click on it is critical. All right. Good stuff. Dale Drew, thanks again for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the dark net, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, 
protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire.